Welcome to the Heal and Grow Journey podcast. I'm Jennifer, your host, a mental health and wellness advocate, and a trauma survivor. This platform will be used to break the silence and create awareness around mental health in the Black community and in general for all people. My hope is that you will feel seen, heard, supported, and valued as we progress through the journey of healing and growing. Welcome back to the Heal and Grow Journey podcast. Hope all is well. I hope you had a blessed week. I hope you're staying safe in this COVID pandemic. And um, yeah, hope you're just maintaining. For me, it's it's been a good week, but um, I guess today I'm having like a blah day. I feel really blah today. I'm just being honest. It's raining like cats and dogs outside right now. And it's just, you know, just one of those blah days. I think the weather has a lot to do with it. For me this past week, it was interesting. It was another week where I had to have one of those difficult conversations that I mentioned, I think last last week. I mentioned that, um, you know, part of the healing journey at times will include having difficult conversations. This past week, it was kind of just more so related to parenting. I have three kids and one's a young adult now. So that dynamic is is interesting, trying to adjust my parenting style to having an, an, a young adult. So some conversations had to be had. But, you know, it's all good. It's, it's all part of the journey. So today, the topic is finding the right therapist. I wanted to do an episode on this topic because it's important. You hear a lot about, oh, just go to therapy, just go to therapy. But if you've never been to therapy, it's kind of like you don't really know where to start. It's probably all foreign, you know, to you. Um, so I thought it would be a good idea to just kind of dive into that and and just speak to, well, how do you even get started? And, you know, what what to expect and, and things like that. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So as far as finding the right therapist, that in itself is a process. There are so many different types of therapists out there. So it's like, well, how do I know what what kind of therapist I even need? Before we get into that, I just wanted to break down or define some of the different types of therapists that you could possibly choose from. First, you have a psychiatrist is one. Then you also have a psychologist as another. And then another option is an LPC, which is a licensed professional counselor or licensed mental health counselor. You also have a licensed clinical social worker. So those are just a few. There might be others out there that I'm just not aware of, but those are a few. So I'm going to break down like the difference. And these are just textbook definitions that I pulled up online that kind of helps break down like the difference or define what each one is. So a psychiatrist, psychiatrists are medical doctors who can prescribe medication to their patients in addition to practicing therapy. And a psychologist 
Psychologists are similar to psychiatrists, but are unable to prescribe medication. You may see some psychologists listed as counseling psychologists and others as clinical psychologists. And the primary difference is that a counseling psychologist helps patients to deal with more day-to-day problems where clinical psychology may focus more on like severe mental illness. And an LPC, a licensed professional counselor, those counselors, like the ones that I previously mentioned, can help people develop like a better relationship with their mental health, learning strategies to cope with their emotions and things like that. And a social worker, typically social workers, you'll find them more like working in like community related fields in those types of fields. Maybe that's what's offered to people more so as an option is like a social worker. That's basically like the basics as far as the different types of therapists and counselors that you can choose from. So with that being said, there is a lot more to it. So once you kind of like know like the difference between, okay, psychiatrist, psychologist, licensed professional counselor, social worker, et cetera. Now you might ask yourself, okay, how how do I pick one? How do I know what's a good fit for me? And it really just depends, you know, on what your personal situation is. I'll just go over some like guidelines. First and foremost, you know, you just want to find someone that's a good fit for you. The thing about that is every counselor, every social worker, every therapist is not going to be a good fit for you. Even if it's someone that specializes in what you're looking for and all of that, everyone is just not going to be a good fit. (laughs) And I just want to put that out there because just to have a realistic expectation, because I hear a lot of times where people will be like, "I've, I've gone to therapy, I didn't like it, or I didn't like my therapist, or I don't feel like I'm getting any breakthroughs. I don't, I'm not seeing results. I, or I feel like the person's not really paying attention. Like I've heard a lot of things. So I just want to put that out there. First and foremost, it's a process to find someone that aligns with you, someone that you feel comfortable with, someone that you just really feel like is a good fit for you and you you just have that chemistry and it's just a good vibe, right? So that's first and foremost. So with that being said, if you go to one person and you know you don't feel like, okay, this is working out don't give up on therapy altogether. You know, I want to just really make that clear. Like, take the time to find someone else. Uh, Me personally, I want to say it wasn't until I met with like my third, the third therapist was the one that, and that's the person that I still see today. That is the person that I really feel like, okay, this is the right fit for me. This person She's absolutely phenomenal. It's just from day one, it was just a good vibe. And she's, you know, really educated on her stuff. She's definitely a subject matter expert. And, you know, she just, in my opinion, I feel like she's anointed to do what she does. And she's just very passionate about it. To me, it doesn't come off like, okay, this is just my day job. Um, It's just like she just really enjoys what she does and it just shows you know and it just took time for me to even 
to find this person. So I actually, after, yeah, two therapists, I was kind of, I just took a break. I was just kind of like, okay, well, I felt like I had gone as far as I was going to go with the process. And I was like, you know, I just, I'll just figure it out on my own from here. And I wasn't seeing anyone for a while. And then I went to this parent workshop where they were just discussing how, you know, unprocessed trauma can have an effect or an impact on your parenting style. And the therapist that I see today, she was actually one of the speakers at this workshop. And, you know, I just was really enlightened by the information that she shared and I got her card and then just, you know, made an appointment and just kind of went from there. And it was like one of the best decisions that I ever made because I've made so much progress seeing her in such a short period of time. And I was like, wow, like I almost just gave up on this process altogether. So that's why I'm saying like, if you go to one person and you're just like, eh, you know, it's okay, but I don't really feel like it's great. Just keep looking. Then also you want to make sure whoever you're seeing kind of specializes in, you know, what you're dealing with, if possible. You know, if it's just unpacking unprocessed trauma, you know, there are spe- therapists out there that focus on trauma, they're trauma specialists. And then you can go deeper and find someone who um, specializes in the type of trauma that you actually experienced just to make it a little bit more, you know, specialized. So, you know, that person can speak directly to your precise issue. Also, you want to kind of make sure, like if you have insurance, you want to make sure that if you can help it, that this is someone maybe that falls within your network so that you can use your health insurance to pay for it as well. But before I dive into like the whole cost and, and how to pay for um the therapy, I also just kind of wanted to mention that as a person of color, I think it's important that, you know, you keep in mind that unfortunately, just like with anything else in this country and everywhere else, race could be an issue. I think that as people of color, we may, we do, not that I think I know that we do experience things based on race that could be traumatic. So if you need to speak with someone based on um, like racial trauma, if that's something that you, it's that you really want to dive into, I think it's important to factor that in. So you could look for a therapist of color. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that there are things that a, a therapist of color could speak to that maybe someone else might just might not only because if they just didn't take the time to, you know, really specialize in that, that's really important. And then also as a believer, like myself, I'm a Christian. So for me, it was important that I find a therapist that was also a believer because I feel like in sessions, you know, when you're, when you're digging deep and you're going and unpacking things, I feel like, you know, faith, faith is going to come up in the conversation, just how you deal with things in regards to the advice and guidance that they may give. I I was just really adamant about making sure I was speaking to someone that also was a believer. So that's just me. 
And I know that there might be other people out there. And there are plenty of therapists that will put that in like their bios and their profile that you know that they are Christian or it's faith-based and things like that. And also gender. For me, gender was important um, when I started to really unpack my childhood trauma. I know that I would not have been comfortable unpacking that with a male. I definitely wanted to have a female therapist to unpack that with. So for me, I looked for uh, women. So, you know, you just, it just depends on what's going to make you more comfortable because at the end of the day, you need to be super comfortable with your therapist. It has to be a safe space. You need to feel comfortable so that you can be vulnerable, so that you can open up and be fully honest. You know, you don't want to hold back anything because they can only assess you based on what you share. So if you're not really being honest, if you're withholding information, then their assessment or evaluation will not really be that accurate because you've not put all the cards on the table. So tell your therapist the truth. Be honest about who you are. Be honest about your past. Be honest about whatever it is that you're dealing with if you really want to see results. There are a few directories of therapists that I've come across and I just wanted to share that on here with you. Like I said, I feel like finding someone who is also a person of color is important. So here are some directories that kind of speak to that. The therapyforblackgirls.com. I'll say that again. Therapyforblackgirls.com. That is a directory of therapists for um, people of color. Then there's also blacktherapistsrock.com. Again, that's blacktherapistsrock.com. On their website, they also have a directory for therapists of color. Then there's also blackfemaletherapists.com. Blackfemaletherapists.com. They also have a directory. And then there's also therapyforblackmen.org. That is a website that you can go to, and they also have a directory for therapists of color. Uh, Another option is psychologytoday.com. On their website, they have a directory. You can like search for like trauma therapists or trauma and PTSD therapists. So I think on their website, it's a little bit more generic, but you can maybe like have more luck, like finding therapists that specialize in whatever it is that you're dealing with. So that's just some information that I thought was helpful in regards to your search for finding the right therapist. And, you know, just also as a believer, I would definitely say, you know, pray about it. If you find one that you want to try out, just pray about it. You know, go with your gut, pray about it and, and you know, see if you'll get that confirmation from God if he leads you to this person. Um, and then even after you've gone to someone, I would say maybe within the... I would say by the third or fourth session, if not sooner, you should kind of have an idea if this is someone that you want to stick with or not. I don't really think you need to be with someone for like months upon months or years. And then you're like, oh, I'm not sure if this is a good fit. Like you should know pretty early on in the process if they're a good fit for you. Now, I wanted to just kind of talk about how to get 
your insurance to help pay for therapy and just overall, like how do you pay for therapy? Because it's not it's not cheap. Um, It really isn't. And I know that that is a barrier for a lot of people is that they just can't afford it. So it's not even something that, you know, they consider because it's just not in the budget. And um, it's unfortunate because it's just as important, like I said, as going to your primary care physician or going to a gynecologist or your eye doctor, any other specialist is just as important to invest in your mental health and to actually treat it as something that you can get preventative care on as well. So it's just as important. So here are some tips and options. If you're under 26 years old, you might be able to get on like your parents' insurance. A lot of times a young adult can remain on their parents' health insurance coverage um, up until they're 26. And if so, that's an option for you. If your parents have health insurance, see if you can get on it so that and, you you know, if you're within that age range so that you can make your way to a therapist if you need one. Also, if you're a college student going to a state school, the state may offer a health care plan for you. So you might be able to get coverage just through the state. Also, uh, your employer can provide insurance. And some employers have like that EAP line, the Employee Assistance Program. And if your company has an Employee Assistance Program, a lot of times they will offer a few therapy sessions where they will cover it at 100%. You can probably get like three sessions or so covered at 100% through that program. So definitely look into that if that's an option for you. Um, Medicare and Medicaid, if you're on any of those, I believe that they have coverage related to mental health and behavioral health, things like that. You can look in to see if they have some type of coverage that can be taken at a therapist's office. And then last but not least, you can just pay out of pocket. Again, you know, I know it it's not cheap, but maybe you can just prioritize it, you know, make a budget and put that in there. Or you can just start saving for it. If you know that at some point you're ready to start that process, start putting money aside. It's just worth it. It's it's worth it for you to invest in that. And, um, you know, maybe you can scale back on some other things and cut costs in other areas so that you can prioritize, you know, your mental health. Then there's also an option, like if you are paying out of pocket, this one I just learned about, it's called the sliding scale therapy, which refers to treatment priced by each person's income and dependence. It's like a fee structure that exists to help make therapy more affordable for people living at a lower income level. A sliding fee scale may be ideal for clients who pay in cash, often because they don't have health insurance. So there are some therapists out there that actually are willing to make that arrangement with you. So it's called sliding scale therapy. So that's something that you can research and see if there are therapists in your area that work with that. And if so, you know, definitely look into it if if it's something that you qualify for. So those are just, um, you know, a few options when it comes to what to do to actually be able to afford therapy. And, you know, I just wanted to talk about this because it's important. And I just wanted to give some guidance 
regarding how to find that right fit for you because this journey is it's a long journey and you you're going to need that assistance from a therapist depending on your situation it's not a fit for everyone situation but a lot of times it's a good place to start just to learn more about yourself to get assistance with getting control of your emotions to unpack, you know, unprocessed trauma, to help you, you know, learn how to have difficult conversations, to learn how to enforce boundaries uh, and learn how to take accountability for your own actions, um, learn how to improve your relationships with those close ones around you. There's just so much that you can get out of going to speak with the therapist. And I'm talking about talk therapy. There's obviously, like I said, like psychiatrists that you can go to that will offer that have the ability to prescribe medication if that's a good fit for your situation. So, you know, you just got to evaluate what's going on with you. But I hope this encourages you to take that step and, uh, you know, make an appointment. But it's worth it. And again, if you go to one person and you're like, "Uh, I'm not really feeling this, don't give up. I just really want to reiterate that. Just don't give up very easily because it, think of it like, I don't know, like anything else. Like if you were going on job interviews, like, you know, you're going to, every job you apply for, you know, is not going to automatically be a good fit. You can go on an interview and you realize, eh, I'm not really, this is not a good fit for me or this culture is not going to work for me. So, you know, you, you, you know, you got to keep looking. So it's kind of like the same concept. So don't think that the first one you go to automatically has to be it. And if it is, then great. But if it's not, don't just give up on the entire process. Just continue looking. Also, you know, ask people for referrals and recommendations and things like that. Those are just my thoughts on the whole, the whole process. I really hope that um, you guys will get that process started. Also, if you're trying to figure out how do I know if this is a good fit or not, and you're like trying to figure out, well, how would I gauge whether it's going well or not? Um, some of the things to look for, I would say is one, do they take good notes? And this is just my personal opinion. This is not anything that's law. It's just based on my experience. This is my personal opinion. They need to take good notes and taking good notes will help them will help the therapist because when you come back for your next session, they should be able to recap and kind of already know what's going on with you, you know, because they see a lot of people, but it shouldn't be like every time you have a session, you have to like reintroduce yourself to this therapist. And I had that experience once before and it was like every time I would come back, I mean, I didn't go that as frequently, I guess, but still like if you were taking good notes, you should know what was going on with me. I shouldn't have to like start from scratch. And I felt like I had to start from scratch every time with this person. And I was like, mm -mm, I'm not feeling this at all, which is why I'd never felt comfortable to really unpack and get real vulnerable and just go deeper. Cause I'm like, you're not even going to remember any of this that I'm saying to you. So what is the point? So that's a red flag. Also, I think that they should give you homework assignments. Something for you, some activity or just some something for you to do to reflect in between sessions, something to help you unpack, just get your mind going. So if they're not 
ever assigning you any activity or anything to do in between sessions, any kind of homework, I think that's a red flag. For sure, I think that there should be at some point some type of homework or something they're going to tell you, whether it's just journaling or they're just they're just telling you to really increase your self-care, something. They should be telling you to do something. And by the time you go back for your next session, they should kind of be following up with you to kind of see where you are with that. So, again, you know, if if you're not seeing any of that, you know, that's kind of like a red flag and they should seem engaged while you're talking to them like if they're they're looking in in outer space they're on their phone you know if there's distractions like you should have their undivided attention if they look like they're falling asleep uh you know (laughs) i mean everybody's human everybody can have a bad day but if that's a pattern i would you know i would say keep looking for sure so that's just some tips that I wanted to share with you in regards to finding the right therapist. That is all I have for today. I hope you find this episode helpful. Definitely let me know if this was um, helpful for you. If you need to contact me, you can reach me at healinggojourneypodcast at gmail.com. And then you can also reach me via Instagram at Heal and Grow Journey. All right. Until next time, take care.